Morning. How are we? Um, welcome, welcome to Heights. Welcome to the family. Um, if you are here for the first time, or you're just checking us out, or you've been here a couple of times, or whatever it looks like for you, all the way to those of you that would say it's home, welcome, welcome. We are a gathering of people that believe the Bible to be true, and we are um, following out what it means for this community to link arms with Jesus and link arms with the Spirit and lead out. And so um, part of that, we've been in a series called Dwell, and we've covered two weeks so far. The first one was the Trinity, the persons of the Holy Spirit, um, the, the fact that the Spirit is a person, not just an it or random thing or some force, or but it's an actual person. It's the person of God that, that then dwells in you, hence the name Dwell, um, dwells in you, takes up residency in you. We ended last week with um, the reality that um, the Holy Spirit is power. The Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, um, He now lives in you. He's taken up residency in you. And, and so that makes you a deep well. Okay, so, so you are a well and, and inside of you is everything you need for life and godliness. Everything you need to walk out this life um, with Jesus. And so we're going to dive into that kind of a way to frame up um, where we're heading is in Acts chapter 2. Or chapter 9, but in Acts 9, the, the church has been growing and growing, and the Holy Spirit's been doing miraculous things. And as the church is growing, um, you reach this point here in Acts 9, and it says, Then the church throughout Judea, Galilee, and Samaria enjoyed a time of peace. Did you know that when God shows up, there's going to be peace? Um, some of you are going, It sounds like He's preaching. I am. We're going. You, if you got a Bible, you got your notebooks, we're going. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Enjoyed a time of peace. Why? Because God was there and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord, encouraged by the Holy Spirit and increased in numbers. Our, our prayer for our community today is that you are encouraged. You are encouraged. Not by what I say. Not by whatever music happens. Not by who you're sitting next to, although I'm sure they're lovely. Right? But you're encouraged by the fact that the Spirit of God is going to well up in you and encourage you today. That the, that the Spirit of God is going to well up inside of you and strengthen you today. That you're going to find peace today because the Holy Spirit is inside of you. That's what we're hoping for today. And you're still looking at me like, seriously? We're, going, we're doing this now. Yeah, we're doing this now. I'm going to pray. We're going to keep going. God, thank you so much for loving us. Thank you for who you are. God, we would be remiss to not slow down and thank you for saving our souls and putting you inside of us. We are grateful for you today. Would you lead and we will follow. We are your people. You are our God. And everybody said, amen. amen. So what kind of person are you when it comes to GPS? Right? You got your maps. Like everybody argues right now, like Waze is better. Right? You got to download Waze um, or Google Maps. Right? Nobody's arguing that Apple Maps is good. So I, I don't know what that is. But um, but what kind of person are you when it comes to GPS and your phone and finding where you need to go? See, because there are those people that they're like, I have a map app. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't even, they know it's there, but they're like, I've never opened it because I know where I'm going. Right? You got those people. You got those people that like, I've been there before and I know, man, I, I've been all over this town. I own this town. Right? So, so you got those people who, 
who they have the map app, but they, they never open it. They, they just know where they're going, right? They, or they think they do, and they're always lost, and that's why. It's weird. Um, then there's other people who uh, you, you, are, you are like the, the do-it-yourselfer of GPS. You, you, are, you are the person that, like, it opens up, and it's a satellite view of the world, and you're like, I know where I am. I can find myself right there. And there's that street I was looking for right there. Okay, we'll go up here. Like, like you're your do-it-yourselfer, right? You, you, you are a satellite person. You don't need Siri or whatever the one, Cortana, is that what she's called? Like, she's lame. Siri's better. Okay, so like, like you don't need Siri to tell you when to turn, where to go, whatever. I'll figure it out. Thank you very much. Right? And, and then there's another person with maps. And that person is kind of like the, the, the partial user of maps. And this is the person that types in the address of where they're trying to go. And you know how the next screen you get is the blue line telling you how long it's going to be. And if you walk there, it's going to take 15 hours. Who walks, right? So, like, but, but it's on there. And, but they never click the go button. This is the person that's like, that uses data. Um, Right? Or they just don't hit the go button. So what they do is they watch the blue dot go and they get close enough in that they can go, oh, we're going to turn. Right? Like they're the person who is going to hit you with their car because they're so busy trying to read their map. That's that person. Right? They're the partial GPS user. And then there's the people who are like, praise God, there's a go button. I am hitting it. Right? And the go button and it's step by step. Turn left at the light. You have 300 feet till you get right there. We love, we love those people. The go people, we need more of those on the planet, right? Because there's too many drivers driving around like they're lost. So, so you have all these different people. I don't know about you, but I have friends who range across the board, but specifically a couple of close people like my wife, who is a partial user. And what I mean by that is she gets, she gets the map ahead of her, but then she never hits go. And, and then she begins to drive, and, and it drives me crazy, right? But there's other people, a close friend of mine that shall not be mentioned, um, Austin Turner, um, who, he is a partial user, I found out this week. We were in L.A., and we're like, okay, first of all, if you sit in shotgun, it's your job to tell directions. You have a job, right? If you're sitting shotgun, you better plan on getting us to the destination, or else you better get out of shotgun. You know what I'm saying? Because otherwise you're useless to me. Um, so, so Turner's sitting in, Austin's sitting in that spot and we're going along and, and he's got his thing, like, like he's zooming in trying to, and he goes, oh, we should have turned there. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? He's like, well, I just figured it out, but that's the road we're supposed to take. I'm like, why don't you hit your button and let Siri tell you, right? And he's like, cause I like to figure it out. I'm like, that's not helping, not helpful. I think when it comes to the spirit of God, we treat the Spirit of God a whole lot like users of GPS. Hey, here's, here's what I mean, right? You're empowered by the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God lives in you. And yet, you still try to figure out this life by yourself. Or, or there's other people that, like, like they're, they're partially into the Spirit of God. I know the Spirit's in me, um, but I'm just not ready to hit the go button because then he'll tell me everything I'm supposed to do. So I'm just, I'm just going to, like, I know a few things that will help me. Like, like if I want healing, I know I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit, right? Or if I, if I want, if I want um, you know, to be blessed in some way, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit. Or if I'm not feeling good, so would you remind me of who? Like, like there's a few things that we, we lean into the benefits of. That's like the person who never hits go, 
And I think we're called to be people that hit go. And so today we're going we're gonna to dive in and we're going to look at, if you're, if you're a, a point person, you're going to love me today. Okay? If you're a note person and you are points, give me the points, you are going to love me today. Ready? Four things that God wants for you. Okay? Four things God wants for you and then four responses to those wants of God. Okay? Four things God wants for you, four responses. If you have a Bible, turn to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. Some of you are still trying to catch up. It's like, is this the message? Um, John chapter 14, context is this, that it begins out in John 14. Ron read this a couple of weeks ago. But it begins out with a conversation where Jesus is going, I am leaving and I'm go- where I'm going, the Father's house has a lot of room. And I'm going there and, and you're going you're gonna, to, you know the way. And they're going, we don't know the way. And he goes, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Essentially, Jesus is saying, I am the point of it all. And, and so then he points them forward. But then later in the dialogue, you hit this point where he says, and I will ask the Father. So, so this is Jesus asking God the Father on our behalf. He says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate. We talked last week, better Better wording for me that makes sense is a friend. So he's going to give me another friend. He's going to give me another friend to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it, it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be where? Not bad. We're warming up in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So, so, so that wording that I will be with you and I will be in you, that wording, essentially, the way you can look at that is he's saying the Spirit of God is going to dwell alongside you and in you, which means, translation to you, that you are surrounded by God. You are surrounded by the Spirit of God. That everything you do, God is before you, behind you, beside you. Like, everything you do in you, like, you, you are surrounded. Like, this is, this is force field stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, you are covered by the Spirit of God. Point number one. Ready? All my note takers in the house. Ready? God wants to be present in your today. Should have at least been a wow. No, I'm just kidding. God wants to be present in your today. Here's what I mean. Like, like God stepped Across the universe, God made a way when there was no way. God made it possible for you, for you to have a relationship with him. What you need to know is God wants, he is present, but he wants to be present in every moment of every day. So today, God wants to be present with you. That's the truth you can take in tomorrow. That's the truth you can take into the next day. And the next day, God wants to be Presence, And you're going right now, some of you are going, we talked about this like last week, and I think it was mentioned a week before. Here's why. We forget. We forget. We get busy. We get busy. Some of you forgot while you were getting your latte today that God was with you. Because you were worried about the line. And then you saw me on the screen, and you're like, oh, we got to go. Right? God wants to be present today. He wants to be present today. He wants to be in every movement of today. He wants to be in every movement of tomorrow. And this is what it does. Like if you begin to grow this out, right? You have your private space. 
right? Where you, you are you, right? That's the real you. Uh, that, that's the you that doesn't put its makeup on in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to be in that space. Then you have your public space where, where you're out there, but it's like people are watching, so I act a certain way, walk a certain way. And then there's my worship space where, man, I got my Jesus face on, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's going on. And then, and then on top of that, there's like other hobby-type spaces. What you, what you need to know is the Holy Spirit takes all of those and combines them. That the Holy Spirit is present in all of those. That there's not one space that's sacred and one space that's not. All of those spaces become sacred because the presence of God is there. And what you need to know is God wants to. This is what changed for me. Is, is we say God is present and he is. But did you know that God wants? God wants to be present in your today? Like he wants to. He desires it. That's why he put his spirit inside of you so he would be. That's why he walks alongside you. That's why he surrounds you. That's because he wants to be in that space. Later on in John, it picks up this way. All this I have spoken while still with you, but the advocate, your friend, your friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. He will teach you all things and he will remind you of who? Everything Jesus said. So he's going to teach you all things and he's going to remind you of everything that Jesus said. That's, that's the role of the Holy Spirit. Maybe, maybe just put a different way. We'll say that in point number two for the note takers, God wants to speak to you today. God wants to speak to you. Did you show up today going, man, the Spirit of God is in me and he's going to speak today. Did, did you come in this space going, God wants to speak to me today. I believe with everything I've got that God wants to speak to you today. That God has a message just for you today. That in this space, God wants to rise up and he wants to say something to your spirit today. I believe that he's going to remind you of the things of Jesus. Well, what does that look like to be reminded of the things of Jesus? Well, Jesus said that we should love others. That we should love God. He's going to remind you that your soul is at home. Your best place that you are is when you love God and love others. That's what you were designed to do. You have a purpose. He's going to remind you of those things. He might remind you that, that Jesus also said, take up your cross and follow me. Take up your purpose and follow me. You have a purpose on the planet. You're not a mistake. This is not some random act. God designed you. He created you. He's got a space for you and he's got a place for you. God wants to use you. He has a purpose. So he might remind you today that what you need to hear is that Jesus said, take up your purpose and follow me. Take up your cross. And follow me. He might remind you that you just need some childlike faith today because you got old and crusty. And I don't mean that offensively. I mean that you've been doing this so long that faith and steps of faith, man, you stopped being scary a long time ago and you settled for safe. And God's going, I need you to have some childlike faith today. I need you to step up and I need you to just take a simple step forward. I believe that God will speak to you today if you will hear. I believe that he's got a message for every single one of you. Today, I believe that the Spirit wants to speak. It says that he will teach you all things. All things is interesting because within all things, Jesus had said, I can't tell, he told his disciples, I can't tell you everything because you can't bear it all. You can't carry it all. It's too much for you. And so what he says is now the Spirit's going to come. The Spirit's actually going to tell you all things. The Spirit's going to tell you all things. Now, 
Corinthians, we talked about this last week. Corinthians was a church, um, the church at Corinth, and it was surrounded by a culture that was just seeping in. And one of the ways it was seeping in was this, that they had different people of the faith, different leaders of the faith, and some were claiming, oh, I'm with him. And some were going, no, I'm with him, and he's better, and he's not. We've never heard that before, right? Ever. Um, but but they, this, this had broken out there, that there was these, this side claiming, and Paul goes, whoa, whoa, time out, time out. Some water, some water while others plant. But God does the work. And then in the midst of that conversation, he says this. However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived. So the unknown things, the things God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. So, so, so wait, you want to know what God has for you today? You want to know what God wants? You want to know who God is? You want to know what God is like? It says that the person who knows him best is the spirit of God. Where's the spirit of God? He's in you. So in you right now, you have everything you need. Everything you need is inside of you to hear God speak. That he will tell you all things. That he knows all things. That he knows the very mind of God. Who knows you better than you? Who knows your mind better than your spirit? It's saying the same thing of God that he knows. The spirit knows God and now the spirit is in you so you can know God. The question is, are you, are you in a space where you're saying, yes, I want you to speak? Because he wants to speak. He wants to speak. In this room, a couple of months ago, right over there in, in the blessed seats right here, um, my daughter was sitting. And now you're all like, really? They have blessed seats? How didn't I know about this? I want to be in the blessed section. I'm just kidding. Um, but my daughter was sitting there, and she had some major decisions coming up in life. And it, was, it happened to be Brad's last weekend, and worship was going on. And she came out of worship crying. And, and later, when I got to connect with her, she said, Dad... God told me, God told me what I need to do. That was during worship, just sitting in the room. And it was a major life decision at that moment for a 17-year-old. And, and that's not special because, she, oh, she's pastor's daughter, right? So pastor's daughter, they get it, they get it. No, she's a 17-year-old high school kid who was willing to sit in worship and go, God, I need you to speak to this. And God showed up and spoke. When I was six weeks old, I don't remember it, obviously, but this is how the story goes. When I was six weeks old, um, I was tiny, and um, I got really sick. And part of what was going on was I couldn't stop, and this might be too, too much information, but it's a good story, so it's worth it. Um, I couldn't stop having diarrhea. And so my mom took me to the doctors, and, and they said, oh, just give him more fluids. It'll be fine. He'll flush it out of his system. No so, so they gave me more fluids. And um, mom goes back four times to the doctor. And, and they kept sending her home with me and kept saying that what you're saying can't possibly be happening. You're exaggerating. It'll be fine. Um, 
got, got home and things got worse. I started throwing up as well as diarrhea and just couldn't keep anything in and, and started, she said, in her words, she said, you're just wasting away. I'm watching you die in front of my eyes. And she said, I'm crying. I'm in the living room. Your dad was upstairs and he was, um, studying for, for a Bible study that he had to lead. And he came down the stairs and she's crying and going, what are we going to do? And, and he just looked at her and he said, I, I've had a word from God that, that John is not going to die from this and that he's going to be a preacher. God still wants to speak. But it gets better, okay? Because at that moment then, my dad goes to Bible study. My mom is freaking out, which why my dad went to Bible study. That's a whole other topic. But he goes to Bible study, right? It was back in the day that if the church was open, you were there, um, right? So, so um, she ends up going to get him because she's starting to worry so much that, that, that I, I'm going to die in the, living, in the living room. And so he comes back. He didn't know all the elders and, that were there and the the 30 people that were attending the Bible, they all came and, and everybody laid hands and prayed and anointed with oil. And she went to the doctors, um, to the emergency and started to tell them what's going on. And they called her a liar saying that can't be true because if what you're saying is true, this kid should be dead. And that's, it's impossible for him to be alive. Our God is still speaking. Our God is still working miracles. Our God is still, the fact that I'm standing here preaching to you means that what God says, he's still showing up and talking. And that means that he's got a word for you. That means that he wants to speak to you. Our God wants to speak through the spirit to us. He wants to speak today to you. Later in John chapter 16, it's defining the role of the Spirit again. It says, when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will, not, he will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will guide you. He will guide you. When he starts to speak, he starts to guide. The third point is this, that the Holy Spirit, that God wants to lead you today. He wants to lead you today. He is a guide. You ever pay for a guide and you don't go on the trip, right? You just do your own thing. Um, probably you GPS users that think you know how to get there. Um, but no, you, you hire a guide because you want them to show you the way. The same concept with God. Um, maybe a question to kind of poise this is, if he wants to lead and, and the guide grabs your hand and leads you, then is, it he, is he holding your hand or are you holding his like, are you leading him or is he leading you? Well, how do I draw a distinction, right? Well, well, the reason you're sitting in this space at this time and this is happening right now and you're still trying to catch up, like, what is going on? Um, are you going to preach the whole hour? Maybe. Um, right? Like, like, the reason this is happening is because our team got an overwhelming sense this week that we believe that the Holy Spirit spoke, that we're supposed to flip the service around. That we're supposed to change it. And i got to be honest with you, I'm a logical guy. I understand that that creates all kinds of problems because there's a tenth of the room at the, at the 1030 that isn't even here. They're going to miss it. And God goes, yeah, okay, so they miss it. Is it, my, is it your job to teach him or is it mine? Oh, that's a good word. Are you going to obey me? Are you going to follow me? Are you going to let me lead or are you going to lead? John, well, I'm going to follow you. You know that, Lord. Okay, big boy, get up and speak then when I tell you to. 
Yes, sir. Because he wants to lead. He wants to guide. And in Galatians, it, it catches it this way, where it says, since we live by the Spirit, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Since we live, it's assumed, it's assumed that as believers with the Holy Spirit in us, we're going to live from the space where the Holy Spirit is doing the leading. Now, I'm not a dancer. I don't have much rhythm. I'm not my good friend, Mr. Jala over here, who, who can hop backwards and do his thing. I love you, buddy. But I do know this, that when you take a dance lesson, the person in front of you does something and you do what? Most step. Most step. Right? It's like the scene out of, what is that movie? Hitch? The, the Q-tips now and the, the sprinkler. Um, but it, I'm going to follow step by step. I'm going to mirror what I see. I'm going to mirror what I'm told to do. I'm going to go wherever the dance instructor tells me to go. My body, my body may not do it, but I'm going to, right? Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. That requires conversation with the Spirit. That requires that I let the Spirit lead. That requires that on the Holy Spirit, I hit the go button and let him choose the course ahead, where we turn and what we do. Because otherwise, what happens is I tend to grab the Holy Spirit and go, we're going here. And he's going, I wanted to go there. I, I didn't say this in any other service, but I don't want to get to a point in life where someday I discover the miracles I missed because I didn't follow the Spirit. I don't want to get to a point where, because I played it safe, because God reminded me of childlike faith, and I went, well, I'm a grown-up, and I got responsibilities. Check out this verse about what the Spirit does. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what? That was a lame freedom, y'all. <laughs> My throat hurts, but y'all can do better. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I love that what the Spirit brings to us is freedom. Because so often, here's the problem. We hear that and we go straight to our sin box. We go straight to our little box that goes, oh, well, I know these are sins, so he's leading me out of that. Well, that's true. But I think it's so much more. I think that he wants some of you today to find emotional freedom. That you've been in a cage. You've been held up. You've been penned in from all sides. Your emotions have you in a mess. And you can't move forward. You can't move back because you're stuck with the backwards. You can't move because the emotions are so tightly wrapped around you. And today, you need to know that the spirit inside of you brings freedom. And who the sun sets is free indeed. And you need to know that today, what you're being called out to is this emotional freedom that is to come. I believe that God calls us also to financial freedom. And I don't mean that in a weird way. I'm not going to talk about money, but I'm going to tell you this. 
Did I believe that God has a purpose? Remember that? Take up your cross and follow. That's purpose. God has a purpose for you on the planet. And God has put you in one of the most affluent countries on the entire planet. And he has made you. You may think you're poor. You compare it to the rest of the world. We're rich. And you need to understand that as people who have been given much, there is much required. But here's the thing. If I'm enslaved because I'm trying to get to the next level and the next level, and that costs me debt. And because of that debt, I am, I am now a prisoner in my own debt because God's saying go. And I'm going, I can't. i got to pay this off. I believe that God's calling some of you today to financial freedom because he's got a big old purpose out there for you to live. I believe it with all my heart that what God is doing is he's setting us free through the spirit. I believe that some of you need forgiveness, right? Some of you need to grant forgiveness. Some of you need to be free today from forgiveness. You've been holding something and today you need to let it go because the spirit of the Lord brings freedom. So just let it go. Some of you are bitter. You need to be better. It's one letter change, right? That he's calling you to be better. He's calling you to be free. I wear something on my wrist that says better at 70. You know why better at 70? Because I don't want to be bitter at 70, I want to be reminded that I need to let go of things today, that I need to let things go. And the Spirit of God is designed to bring freedom and to let them go. So if you're holding stuff today, it's because you're holding it and you're not letting the Spirit lead you into freedom. And today's your day. Today's your day. Be free. Why? Because the Holy Spirit of God indwells you. The Holy Spirit of God is in you. And He's for you, not against you. And he wants to lead you. One last word about the Spirit. And when your friend comes, because he is your friend, by the way, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will what? Testify. Testify. That's a good old-fashioned church word. We are going to have some testimony in the house. Right? He is going to bear witness. That's what testify means. He's going to bear witness to what? Jesus. Fourth point. I told you I have points. God wants you to see more of Jesus today. He wants to reveal. God wants to reveal Jesus to you today. God wants you because he is a God who reveals. He wants to reveal to you. God wants to open your eyes. He wants to set you free. He wants you to see Jesus. You know why? Because if you see Jesus, you will never be the same. Ever. You see Jesus for the Savior that he is, you will never go back to the same old things that hold you. You will live in freedom. Because whom the sun sets is free indeed. You got to see the sun though. Gotta see the sun. Some of us just need a fresh look, right? Some of us, we've been Christians for a long time. We've been in here and we lost the glittering glam of Jesus. We got dull Jesus, right? Today you need to see in a whole new way. Okay, I told you, I told you four once, and I'm three minutes over time. Don't hold it against me. I need to give you four responses. Ready? If God is a God who wants to be present in your today, then you need to be awake that he's present. So the first word is awake. You need to awake to his presence. You need to awake to the fact that God is with you when you do the dishes. That's a holy moment. Amen? 
Right, there's a lot of ladies in the house. That's a holy moment. Dudes that do the laundry, that's a holy moment. I'd be lost. I wouldn't know how without my wife, just being honest. It's a holy moment when I tuck my kids in at night. It's a holy moment when I walk into whatever restaurant because I'm hungry right now. The Spirit is with you. Are you awake to the fact that the Spirit is there? Or are you in your own world? Because if you're like me, right? If you're like me, I get busy. I go there to eat. I'm on a mission. I'm a dude, right? Dude's going to go on a mission. We're going to eat, right? And a lot of times, because I'm introverted, I can also miss all the people around me. I don't mean to miss them. I just miss them. And so for me, because of that, I have to stop and be aware going, Spirit of God, is there someone in this room that I'm supposed to be there for, be you for to right now? Is there someone in this room I'm supposed to see because you're seeing them right now? God, would you lead? Would you lead? Would you awaken me to your presence? Would you awaken me? Would you awaken me that you're here and that you want to be here? Second, ready? Listen. God, listen. If he wants to speak, then we got to listen. So we're going to do some active listening, by the way. We're going to sing some songs. Some of you are like, praise God, worship is finally coming. <laughs> We're going to sing some songs. And they're intentional. This is time, just like my daughter, I'm praying that God speaks to you. I'm praying that if you need a word from the Lord, you hear the word from the Lord today. I'm praying for you that if you're in this space, man, you, you just, you need God. You need God to confirm some stuff. You need him to remind you of some stuff. You need him to, to speak a fresh word about God and about you. Like, like I believe he will. Third word, that if we, if we listen, then we've got to follow. We've got to follow. If he's going to lead, then we actually have to follow. It's like pressing go on the GPS and it's telling you to turn and you're like, I'm going this way and it's recalculating, right? You've got to follow. You've got to follow. And maybe today, maybe today as we sing and your heart catches up now to the word, that maybe, maybe as you sing, God's going to lead you somewhere today. It's happened already. Both services, multiple times, God's confirmed steps ahead. I'm praying that for you guys. And the fourth thing is we've got to see Jesus today. So when we sing, we're, we're just going to, we're going to respond. We're going to remind ourselves. And, and the hope in reminding ourselves is that if I remind myself that, that this is God who has given me breath and that breath is for praise, that, that he's the great God, that all of a sudden, like, like something inside will trigger because the spirit will bring it to life. And it may be a fresh word, maybe a new direction, or it may just simply be that you need to see Jesus in a new way. And so we're going to sing together. If you would stand, I'm going to pray to close us and then we're going to sing. And so, God, we come before you. God, I love the fact that you know who's in this room right now. That you're aware of them by name. That you see their heart. That you see their soul. That you see the words that have been spoken. You see the ones that are resonating. You see the ones that are struggling. And so, God, would you do what only you can do? Would you awaken us where we need to be awakened? Would you let us listen to your voice, even in the midst of songs being sung? 
Would you let us follow you? Because we're allowing you to lead. And God, as we worship you, would you let us see you? Let us see you in these next moments. Let us see Jesus. Because we'll never be the same. And everybody said, Amen.